kuwa ni tendo la Mungu jinsi Mungu anaweza kuokoa watu wake kupitia katika maoni As Christians we need to be people of prayer Na tunapaswa kuwa watu wa maoni Let's look at uh, Acts 4 verse 23 to 31 Acts chapter 4, 23 to 31. It says, when they were released, they went to their friends and reported what the chief priests and elders had said to them. And when they heard it, they lifted up their voices together to God and said, Sovereign Lord, who made heaven and earth and the sea and everything in them, who through the mouth of our father David, your servant, said by the Holy Spirit, Why did the Gentiles rage? Why did and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his anointed. For truly in this city there were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, among, along with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. And now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak the word with all boldness while you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. Mara Petero na Yohana walipaachiliwa walirudi kwa waumini wenzao wakawaeleza walioambiwa na makuhani wakuu na wazee watu hao waliposikia haya wakainua sauti zao wakamwomba Mungu kwa pamoja wakasema Bwana Mwenyezi uliyeumba mbingu na nchi na bahari na kila vitu vyote vilivyomo wewe ulisema kwa Roho Mtakatifu kupitia kwa Mungu Kwa kinywa cha baba yetu Daudi tumishi wako kisema mbona mataifa wanakadhabika na mataifa wanawaza upatili wafalme wa dunia wamejipanga na watawala wanajikusanyika pamoja dhiti ya Bwana na dhiti ya Kristo na dhiti ya Kristo wake ni kweli Herode na Pontius Pilato pamoja na watu mataifa wa Israeli walikusanyika katika mji huu Viti ya, ma, ya, ya mwanao Yesu uliyemtia mafuta wao wakafanya yale ambayo wa, wana, yale ambayo uweza wako na mapenzi yako yalikuwa yamekusudia yatokee tangu zamani sasa Bwana angalia vitisho vyao na utawezesha sisi watumishi wako kulinena neno lake neno lake kwa uchaziri mkuu nyosha mkono wako ili kufanya ili ili kuponya wagonjwa na kutenda ishara na miujiza kwa jina la mwanao mtakatifu Yesu 
walipokwisha kuomba mahali pale walipokuwa wamekukutanika pakatikizwa nao wote wakachazwa na Roho Mtakatifu wakanena neno la Mungu kwa ujazidi In many ways what is happening in the book of Acts is that Peter and John were engaging the culture with the gospel kile kinachotendeka tunapoangalia katika mstari huu Petero na Yohana walikuwa wana wa huduma wa Mungu ambao wanakumbana na 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 na, na mambo ya desturi na idikati and the way that they were engaging the culture with the gospel was to go and preach on the streets the truth of Jesus Christ ya kwamba inawapasa Petro na Yohana waende katika makutano ya mabarabara wakihubiri injili yake Kristo. And they got arrested. Lakini kwa kufanya hiyo walikumbana na swala la idikati na desturi za Kiyahudi wakafungwa. They were boldly confronting the culture with the truth of Jesus. Kwa sababu walikuwa wanadumbana vikali sana na zile idikati za Kiyahudi and they were told to stop preaching the word of god wakaambiwa waache kabisa kutangaza habari za kristo and peter and john responded in verse 19 by saying whether it is right in the sight of god to listen to you rather than god you must judge for we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard naona katika mstari wa 19 petro na yohana wakiweza kupeana jibu wale wayahudi wakisema lakini Petro na Yohana wakajibu amweni ninyi wenyewe iwapo ni haki mbele za Mungu kuwatii ninyi kuliko Mungu Sometimes engaging the culture leads you to have to defy the tyrants of authorities and do what God has told you to do Mara mingi wakati swala hili la tamaduni linapoingia katika maisha yako kama mhubiri wa injili inafaa usimame katika msingi wa kweli na kuweza kulipinga and so it's very appropriate as we just heard about culture now to think about prayer ni wakati wa sasa tu tumetoka kusikia habari kuhusu tamaduni na idikati sasa tunaingia katika fundisho la maombi there's no way to faithfully engage the culture without prayer na hawezi kujikuzika katika kuhubiri njili katikati ya swala la tamaduni bila maombi. So just as evangelism we ask the question if God is sovereign why evangelize? So now we ask the question if God is sovereign why pray? Na sasa unaweza kujiuliza ya kwamba Mungu ni mwenye enzi katika mambo yote. Sasa mbona niweze kuomba? because we might come to the conclusion if god is going to do whatever he's going to do then what difference does it make if we pray unaweza kusema kwamba kama mungu anaweza fanya kila anataka kufanya wakati anataka kufanya mbona niusike katika maombi well first we must be clear that we pray because that is the example of faithful christians in the bible jambo la kwanza ni hili lazima tujue kwamba kuomba ni swala la kwanza kabisa kuonyesha imani yetu katika Mungu prayer is what they did as soon as Peter and John were released they prayed to the sovereign lord in verse 24 tunaona ya kwamba walipoweza kufunguliwa 
kutoka katika kifungo Petero na Yohana kile walichokifanya walimuomba Mwenyezi Mungu mwenye uwezo wote When we pray we must pray to the sovereign Lord Lazima tumuombe Mungu mwenye enzi The God who made heaven and earth and the sea and everything in them Mungu ambaye aliumba kila kitu You're appealing to the God who is omnipotent, the maker of all things. Wakati unapofanya hivyo, unafanyia Mungu ambaye yuko kila mahali, mwenye uwezo wote. So we pray first because it is the example of faithful believers in God's word. Maombi ni unapokuwa mtu wa maombi, unapeana mfano mzuri ambao unatokana katika neno la Mungu. Second, we pray because it is the command of God. Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, when you pray. Yesu katika ujumbe wake wa mlimani anafundisha akisema mnapoomba. Paul uh, talking to the Colossian the church in chapter 4 verse 2 tells them continue steadfastly in prayer. Paulo anasema katika kitabu cha Wakolosai ya kwamba ombeni And to the Thessalonican church in 1 Thessalonians 5:17 pray without ceasing. Hula nasema katika wa Thessalonike ya kwamba waombe pasipokuacha. Someone may attempt to pray who is not a Christian, but a Christian is a person who prays. Mtu ambaye haombi, ana jukumu la maombi. Wewe ikawa si mkristo, lakini mkristo ni mtu wa maombi. Well, let me say that better. If you are a Christian, you cannot be a person who does not pray. Kama kwa kweli wewe ni mkristo, huwezi ukakuwa mtu ambaye hauombi. How is how is your prayer life? Je, maisha yako ya maombi iko vipi? Are you praying regularly to the Lord? Je, wewe ni muombezi, wewe ni mtu wa kuomba kwa Mungu? We must be people who depend on God in prayer. Lazima tuwe watu ambao wanamtegemea Mungu kupitia maombi. It is commanded by God. Ni amri ya kutoka kwa Mungu. Third, we pray because God has promised to answer prayer. Jambo la tatu, tunaomba kwa sababu Mungu amepeana ahadi ya kujibu maombi yetu. God has promised that he will hear and he will answer. Mungu ametuahidi ya kwamba atasikia na ataweza kutuponya. Jesus again in the Sermon on the Mount tells us to ask, seek and knock and the door will be open to you. Yesu anasema katika maombi ya mlimani ya kwamba lazima tuombe na tutafute na tutapata. Now when we, we when we think about prayer and it being a command and a, a promise for God's answer na tunapofikiria kuhusu maombi kama ahadi na kama amri ya Mungu ili tupate kuchibiwa I think it's helpful for us to think of a child with a father Ni vizuri pia kufikiria kuhusu mtoto na baba yake You you as a father want to take care of your children Wewe kama mzazi baba mzazi unataka kuhusika uh, uh, na utunzi wa mtoto wako You provide for them. And you have to because they are dependent on you. And you would you love to see 
your children happy and doing well. And healthy. And so we are God's children. And God loves it that we go to him. This is why he says, ask, seek, knock. Some people are hesitant to pray thinking that they're bothering God. Or they think, well, we only need to talk about to God about the really big things and not the small things. Because we don't need to bother God with these silly little things in life. But that implies that God doesn't care about the smaller things in our life. That also implies like um, if when your children are bothering you with too many questions. The reason it bothers you is because you are uh, you only have two ears to listen with and you can only handle so much. <laughs> but God is not limited like us. So to think that we're bothering God is to imply that somehow God is limited in his ability in hearing. I like, um, I think it is good that we go to God even with the simplest things. It's an expression of our trusting Him. Now, we don't want to sound too trite about prayer. But um, my my grandfather was a pastor for and still is a pastor. He's been pastor all my life. And he is uh, a man uh, of prayer. One time when he was gone from his home for a, a short time. They, uh, him and my grandmother were on the way back from being gone. And they simply uh, on the way home said to the Lord, it would be nice to have some chocolate cake. <laughs> and when they came home, someone from their church that they didn't know had come into their house and left them a chocolate cake 
on the table. Na walipotoka kanisani wakafika nyumbani walipata tayari ile chakula tukae kimeletwa nyumbani. So when they walked in their prayer was answered. Kwa hivyo walipotoka wanatembea ndani maombi yao yamejibiwa. And now they have a phrase this happened years ago but now they have a phrase that they say all the time God is great he gives us chocolate cake. Kwa hivyo kila mara huwa wanasema Mungu ni mwema maana ametupatia chakula kile tukakula. Now you may think that's kind of silly. Na unaweza kuwa na mafikira ya aina hiyo ya upuzi. But on the other hand I think it's an expression of a child's dependence on God even for the regular things in life. Yeah, hii inatufundisha nini? Kwamba tuweze kumtegemea Mungu hata kama ni mambo madogo madogo yale tunayoyapitia katika maisha. God commands us to pray and he has promised to answer prayer so why not pray? Mungu ametuamuru tuombe na akasema tajibu tunapoomba. Mbona tusiombe? James tells us that we have not sometimes because we ask not. Maybe God hasn't answered your desires because you have not gone to them to God with them. So we should also pray uh, number four because because God is sovereign and therefore he can answer our prayers. Tuna jambo la nne ni kwamba tupaswa kuomba kwa sababu Mungu wetu ni Mungu mwenye enzi na yuko tayari kujibu maombi yetu. So it ought to be true that those who believe in the sovereignty of God most are people who pray most. Na ni vizuri kuelewa jambo hili ya kwamba wale ambao wanaamini katika uenzi wa Mungu hawa ni watu wa maombi zaidi. So if you believe God is sovereign you believe he can and so you go to him. And really people who don't believe in the sovereignty of God we should ask why do they pray? If you don't believe God is able to answer your prayer why in the world would you pray? Kama una hauamini kwamba Mungu ni mwenye enzi, awezaye kujibu maombi yetu, sasa bona haunamuomba. Again in the book of James chapter 1 it answers this. Don't when you pray, don't pray in doubt. Katika kitabu cha Yakobo tunaambiwa kwamba unapoomba usiombe ukiwa na nia mbili. You must believe in God and believe that he is able when you pray and believe that God has promised. Ni vizuri kuomba ukiwa unamwamini kwamba Mungu atatenda. So what we're doing every time we pray is expressing our dependence on God. Kile tunachofanya tunapoomba ni kuweza kudhihirisha ule kujitegemea tulio nao sisi wenye ubinafsi wetu kwa Mungu. And then we're also expressing the opposite of that. We're expressing that that we don't have the ability, our impotence. We're putting ourselves in a right place before God. Ni kwa njia moja ya kuweza kuelezea Mungu kwamba hatuna ule uwezo na tunakutegemea wewe peke yako. Think about when you pray for someone's salvation. Fikiria unapoomba kwa ajili ya wokovu. When you pray 
You pray for God to save them, right? And when you pray that way, you're praying because you believe God has the ability to save them. Now, if someone didn't believe in the sovereignty of God, how would they pray? Would they pray, oh God, I would pray for you to save this person, but I know you can't do anything about it. Their free will is too strong. I know you can't change their heart, so... I know, I know you can't open their eyes, but... No, when you pray for someone's salvation, you're praying that way because you believe that God is sovereign to change their heart, open their eyes. If God were not sovereign, he could not answer our prayers. He could not rescue us. He could not save anyone. And it wouldn't be a great help that he was with us. The reason it's a great comfort when Jesus says, and I will be with you always, is because he is sovereign. Now it might be a comfort to me if Wilfred told me that uh, he would be with me always. But it wouldn't be the same kind of comfort as if Jesus were saying... I am with you always. So it's a great comfort because God is sovereign. Also we pray because prayer changes us. When we go to God in prayer, we, we are go we should be going in humility. With a willingness to be taught. Putting ourselves in a rightful place. We, we pray with humility. Like the man, um, the tax collector who prayed in Luke 18. Who prayed, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. And when we know that we are dependent on God and we rest in Him, then through prayer and through God's Word, we are changed. And really, we begin to pray more accurately 
when we understand God and His Word accurately. The reason that prosperity gospel people pray wrongly and then don't have their prayers answered is because they don't pray to a God that they know. Notice that when, um, when they prayed in Acts 4, they didn't pray for their safety. They did not pray for their health. They didn't pray to avoid going to prison more. They prayed, Lord, grant us to speak your word with all boldness. So really they prayed for their own spiritual fidelity and groundedness in the truth of God. They prayed realizing their own temptation. They knew that if John, uh, Peter and John had just got out of prison, that they would be tempted maybe to hold back the word of God so that they wouldn't end up in prison themselves. They prayed knowing these things and knowing their own temptation so they prayed for God to give them boldness and not consider what man thinks of them but what God says Walioma na fikirio na kusema kwamba okay tuna tunaishi katika wakati mgumu wa kuishikwa kuwekwa ndani kwa sababu ya ujumbe huu kwa hivyo wanaomba na wazo kwamba Mungu awatie nguvu wafanye kazi hii kwa uchazini So we should pray with spiritual mindedness. Or to say it another way, we should pray with the kingdom of God first and foremost in our mind. Instead of praying for our own selves our own little kingdom praying for god's kingdom so as we heard yesterday about the sovereignty of god in suffering and now we think about the sovereignty of god in prayer Let's combine those for a moment and think about how should we pray for someone else who is suffering? 
Na kwa hivyo tunaweza kuweka pamoja na kufikiria ni jinsi gani tunaombea mtu ambaye ako katika mateso. Now if they are suffering because of the consequences of their own sin, we should pray for their repentance. Kama kuna mateso kwa sababu kuna mtu amepitia katika madhambi, ni vizuri kuomba ili Mungu akawezi kumgeuza ile If they are suffering based on just being in a broken world, maybe they have a disease, maybe they have cancer. We should pray that God uses that cancer for their sanctification. We should pray that they grow in their knowledge of God through the cancer. Ya kwamba kupitia katika uh, magonjwa haya saratani waweze kukua katika ufahamu wa neno la Mungu. In a way that maybe they wouldn't have grown had they not had the cancer. Pengine kama wangekuwa wamekua katika neno la Mungu hawangepata hiyo sagonjwa saratani. Because that's a way of praying with God's kingdom in mind rather than just earthly things. Hiyo ndiyo njia moja ya kuomba ukiwa na mtazamo wa ufalme wa Mungu kuliko vitu vya kuangalia hapa duniani. So pastors when we go to pray for for people, wachungaji tunapoenda kuombea watu, it is not wrong to pray that God would heal them. But we must acknowledge that maybe God has a another purpose in mind for their sickness with which and so he wants to keep them in that for now. Lakini tunapoenda tuwe na wazo ufahamu huu uwe nasi kwamba labda kupitia katika halifu hiyo Mungu anakusudi maalum na kumleta huyu katika ufalme wake. When we pray only in an earthly perspective just for healing physically but not spiritually we miss the bigger picture that God has in mind. Tukiomba tu tukiwa na mtazamo ya hapa duniani ya kwamba oh waacha tuombe kwa ajili ya uponyaji wake afya yake basi tutapoteza kukuwa na mtazamo wa ufalme wa Mungu kuhusu hali hiyo ambayo ileta udhaifu ule kwa wale mtu. Now I don't know about you but I know that sometimes praying for people that way may make them uncomfortable. Na ninajua ya kwamba ukiwa na tabia hiyo ya kuombea ombea watu itafanya watu waweze kuwa na kutulia. Generally when people are suffering the main thing they want first and foremost is to be out from under the suffering. Watu wakiwa wanapitia changamoto ya ugumu namna hiyo kile wanachokimbia kutafuta ni kutoka ndani ya hiyo hali. If we know that God is sovereign over that then we we pray and help them see that that God has another purpose or a greater purpose and we pray for God to fulfill that purpose in their life. Lakini ukiwa na mtazamo wa mbinguni utaweza kuwaombea na kuwatia moyo ukiwaimiza kwamba Mungu ana sababu kwa ajili ya hii changamoto unayopitia. So pray spiritually minded prayers. Kwa hivyo omba katika njia ya kiroho na mtazamo wa mbinguni. Also pray according to the word of god na pia omba kulingana na neno la mungu some uh, in here in acts 4 they quoted from psalm 
Tunaona katika kitabu cha matendo ya mitume wanapoomba wanaelekea katika kitabu cha Saburi mlango wa pili. And they prayed to God and in their prayer they quoted scripture. Na walipokuwa wanaomba kwa Mungu katika maombi yao waliweza kukumbuka mistari ambayo inasungumza maswala fulani. Now they didn't quote scripture because God didn't know and they needed to help him understand. Na walienda kwa mistari ya maandiko kwa sababu wanaelewa kile ambacho maandiko inaongea kuhusu huyu Mungu. They quoted scripture because they were acknowledging to God that they were submissive to the truth of his word. They were recognizing that Psalm chapter 2 was being lived out in their day. The nations were raging against God, but they were to be bold for the Lord. Wakikumbuka ya kwamba imeandikwa ndio tutakuwa na hali hii ngumu sana ala lakini wanahitaji uchaziri kutoka kwa Mungu. But that is a way to keep us spiritually minded in our prayer is to pray God's word. Na hiyo ndio njia moja ya kuweza kujua kwamba iwapo tunataka tuombe katika roho tusishe neno la Mungu katika maombi yetu tuombe kulingana na neno la Mungu. Sometimes maybe you read your Bible and then you pray. Sometimes maybe it would be good practice to just blend that right together. Read and pray and read and pray just like a conversation. Praying God's word can never be wrong. Kuomba neno la Mungu haitawahi kuwa makosa. Just like singing God's word can never be wrong. Ni kama kuimba neno la Mungu hiyo si makosa. So pray according to God's word and pray spiritually minded. Also they prayed together. Ah vile vile pia tunaona hapa katika matendo ya mitume nne hawa watu waliomba wakiwa pamoja. It says in verse 24 they lifted their voices together to God. Don't let prayer just be by yourself. And don't just let prayer be when you're gathered as the church and the pastor leads in prayer. Na maombi isiwe tu kama huko kanisani na mchungaji ndio sasa maombi unaona ya muhimu. Pray together with your family. Teach your kids to pray. Pray with your wife. Pray with your church family. Maybe have a gathering of your church just to pray. Also If we're if we're praying to a sovereign God then we should prayer we should pray with much thanks. Na tunapoomba kwa Mungu mwenye enzi ni vizuri kuomba tukiwa na shukurani nyingi. We have much to thank God for. Tuna mambo mengi ambayo tunastahili kumshukuru Mungu. If God is sovereign over all things then all things are reasons to be thankful. 
Kwa hivyo kama Mungu ni mwenye enzi kwa vitu zote, basi vitu zote zina sababu ya kupeana shukrani. Sometimes when you pray before your meal, even people at least in America say oh, it's time to give thanks. Na mara mingi wakati unataka kuomba kwa ajili ya chakula, kama kule Amerikani wanaamini kwamba ni wakati wa kupeana shukrani. And that is a good regular practice to give thanks to God. When my children were younger, one of them asked asked me, "Dad, why do we thank God for the food every time we eat?" Kuna mtoto wake akiwa mdogo alimuuliza akisema, "Bona, daddy, kila mara lazima tumshukuru Mungu wakati wa chakula." Because God provides every time. It's easy for us to think about our works rather than God's. And thankfulness reminds us that it is God who has given us what we have. Ni ya rahisi sana kufikiria kuhusu ni bidii yako ni kwa uwezo wako lakini shukurani ni njia moja ya kuweza kujieleza mbele ya Mungu ya kwamba si kwa uwezo wangu bali ni kwa uweza wako Mungu nimepata kile nilichonacho What do you have that God did not give you Ni nini uko nacho ambacho Mungu hajapeana What do you what knowledge do you have that God did not give you are you blessed to understand the word in, in a way that is uh, more than someone else? Don't think to yourself, well, it is just because I'm smarter. But praise God that he gave you that knowledge and ability to know that truth. Shukuru Mungu maana alikupatia ile uwezo wa kujua maswala ya siri yake kwa njia hiyo. We have much to be thankful for. Tuna mengi ambayo tunapaswa kushukuru Mungu kwa ajili ya yale yote. So when we pray we're not trying to change God's mind. We're not trying to give God information he didn't already know. We're not trying to give God advice as if he didn't know how to handle the situation. In prayer we're not trying to get God to convince God to be on our side. Instead in prayer we are humbly submitting ourselves to God and recognizing our dependence on him. Prayer is nothing short of recognizing the sovereignty of God over our lives. Kiangalia maombi yote ni kutambua ule uenzi wa Mungu katika mambo yote. So we must pray. Ni lazima tuombe. And seek God who is sovereign over all. Na tumtafute Mungu ambaye mwenye enzi kwa yote. Trust him. Mtegemee yeye.
Do you believe God is sovereign? You can, you can say that you believe God is sovereign, but if you do not pray, you're not practicing that God is sovereign. Let me close by praying. Father God, I pray for your blessing on these people. I pray that you would allow your word to continue to transform their lives. I pray that they would see the glory of Jesus Christ. I pray that you would lead them to speak your word with boldness. I pray that you would allow them to rest on the truth of your word in such a way that they would remove anything in their life that is contrary to your word. I pray that you would lead them in repentance where necessary. I pray that what they have heard at this conference will serve to sanctify them and grow them in you so that each day of their lives that you are using them for your kingdom's sake. I pray that your kingdom would come on earth as it is in heaven, that your will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. For yours is the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.